like, um, you know, I have those prompts or whatever. Yeah. I have one that says, um, uh, wow, I really had a blank. <laughs> yeah. Or I think it said like, oh, I want someone who, and then I put like dot, 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 whatever, who go mini golfing with me. Mm -hmm. I really want to go mini golfing. And so I put it on my hinge profile and then so, uh, guys have been commenting a lot on it actually shockingly but one of them was like oh mini golf you're so small it's probably like regular golf they can comment like on your profile and it's right. like so this is going to be the first thing you ever say to me is mm. it's probably like regular but golf. i mean it, it works kind of right because you, I didn't you remember him. <laughs> yeah I, you remember it i do it. remember him because he is a tennis player a professional tennis player i mean it's probably that you get a lot of replies on that because it's just something that guys can go off of oh yeah like, i i make sure to like have like the other one i have is um i'm passionate about bad action movies specifically the fast and furious franchise and i have a lot of guys message off that too yeah so. that's a really good one what I, is your profile oh god i think for like the first one is like the prompt is like we're the same kind of weird if mm -hmm. and i put like try to live a healthy lifestyle but you're also down for food at 2 a.m <laughs> okay <laughs> i forget what my middle one is and then my last one <clears throat> actually recently got a like or like a match or whatever uh, and I forgot I put this on here but it's my most controversial opinion is that liking the office isn't a personality trait okay and and I I, I didn't know that I had that still on there because like <laughs> and which is kind of a risky thing because everybody on fucking hinge I guess guys and girls just like put on their profile that they like the office yeah and Star Wars Oh, that's that's what's on like guys' profiles. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or like Lord of the Rings. It's oh, like guys. That's interesting. Like, they think being a nerd is a personality trait, and I'm using nerd in quotes because those are very popular movies. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's inherently nerdy to like Star Wars. Well, that, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, as a guy, I don't know what like the the flip side of the the dating app coin is, or with like what people put on their profile, or like what guys put on their profile terrible trash they're all trash <laughs> i mean like i i so want to go in and just like i want to match with people and comment on their things just being like if you did this differently you'd probably get way more likes i want to do that too yeah is aspect. there a lot of bad oh there's a ton of there's just like just absolute trash like um, what or actually what are some that are like your immediate like x like i'm not um if liking this is wrong i don't want to be wrong liking the office or, okay, so usually with girls, it's liking to laugh, liking dogs, liking okay. The Office, and loving adventure. So vague. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, I want to say that's the majority of what is kind of on dating app profiles is most people don't really put in any sort of genuine thing about them. When you when they do, it's great because it, it's like, oh, okay, now I have something to, to talk to them about that yeah. they're actually interested in instead of this sort of fake bullshit thing that no one cares about. What was your other answer, the one you can't remember? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, you can't look it up? <laughs> okay, we'll look it up. I think, I think it was something about like me liking like writing in psychology. Oh, so something real. 
Yeah. Mine are, none of my answers are particularly real. I mean, they're real to me, oh, but... I have another match. <laughs> oh. Should we go through our matches? No. I'm just kidding. Dear Lord, no. <laughs> I... I need, I need better pictures, is what I'm finding. Because I, I don't... I really don't take any pictures of myself. And if I did, top shelf. My pictures are pretty solid. I would have to say my profile is pretty solid, I think. Pretty good. This, this uh, White Claw iced tea is... Nice. Have a sip? Yeah. I could just like imagine drinking 10 of those and yeah. then getting just so drunk and <laughs> regretting everything and then my stomach would be upset. Oh. That's how it always goes with alcohol. Okay, yeah, it says uh, my simple pleasures reading, psychology, journaling, fitness, video gaming, cooking, that kind of stuff. That's like your entire thing. Yeah. yeah you just described yourself. Yeah. Well, my other one is, <clears throat> my most irrational fear is uh, zombies, sharks, bears, in that order. Yeah. I feel like that's a harder one to go off of. Well, actually it wasn't, because in the beginning of the pandemic, like, everyone would message me, like, oh my god, are you, like, freaked out right now, because we're in, like, an apocalypse, kind of whatever, oh, and I was dumb. like, no, I am not freaked out by not being able to go to a bar. I'm freaked out about getting eaten alive by a zombie. I'm actually just terrified of getting eaten alive in general, which yeah. is why the sharks and the bears are there too. Yeah, you've, you've told me about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I agree, like if you sit and think about it, like while you're getting eaten alive, you're feeling all of that. Yeah, like... Well, up, in, up until you die. Yeah, I definitely know we've talked about this before, but yeah. it's just like, again, well, at what point do you just like go into shock and you're, you know, not feeling anything and then you just die? Yeah. And I'll never know, because they've all died. There is, there's this one thing I read about, so, like, a blue-ringed octopus is, like, one of the most toxic, one of the most toxic species, like, on Earth, aside mm -hmm. from my ex. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, like, if it bites you, or, um, then you get, like, paralyzed, but you can still feel everything. So, there was a story about a woman who, like, was touching like a blue ring doctor or didn't know or like stepped on it or something and like it that happened and so she couldn't move and she was on the beach and so couldn't close her eyes couldn't do anything she's just laying on the beach in the sun and later they found out that she went blind because her eyes were opened and she can couldn't close them Holy and so basically she's like her eyes are just burning while she's still alive and but she can't move or scream or do anything about about it why would you tell me that? I needed I needed you to feel better about being eaten alive because there's definitely worse things out there. That doesn't make me feel and you know what? Actually that's not even worse because you know what? She's still alive. Blind sucks, but she's still alive. Yeah, but she's still feeling that pain the entire time. I would be dead. I feel like that would be worse if you if you stayed alive because you you have to endure all of that and then also have to live through consequence of now not having eyeballs. I mean, yeah. Instead of just like, okay, I was in, I was in excruciating pain, and now I'm dead. It's, I'm in excru excruciating pain, and now I have to suffer through living. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Actually, I really did like our our hinge, our matches. Yeah. Um, how many do you get usually? Uh, I mean, not a lot. I don't want to say how many. Yeah, I well, get. you get like just hundreds for <laughs> blinking. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very active on it. Like, I never really like guys mm -hmm. profiles um i just wait till it comes to me and then i'll go through the ones that like me but what what grabs your attention the most i mean like a, in a good way yeah um because there's plenty of bad stuff that i'm like oh yeah rough mm -hmm. buddy um 
yeah. I'm not really picky. I just feel like if you have, like, clear pictures. So I feel like right. the formula is, like, having, like, because I think you need six pictures, right? Or six pictures or videos on Hinge. Yeah. Like, having, like, half of them be, like, either selfies or, like, a picture of you doing, like, at the beach or, you know, whatever. And then the other one's, like, doing things either you're with friends or, like, doing a hobby or whatever. Um, but and all then, of them are, like, clear. And so, like, so, the, so where you can see their face or see their body or both? Um, I don't really, I don't think you need to see the body, I guess. But just, like, I mean clear as in, like, maybe natural lighting. Like, I can, like, see your face. Like, not, like, mirror mm-hmm. selfie yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because that's, like, a little bit far away. Yeah, and also it's just, like, grainy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I mean by clear. And then, obviously, having any captions that are either Funny. witty or, like, is something real that I can comment on. Okay. Um, it's it's not very often I see something that's particularly witty. Witty comments and clear pictures is kind of... Yeah. You would be shocked how little <laughs> even that, like, I can't find that. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think I need different pictures because a lot of mine aren't very clear. Yeah. And you, when I ask, like, people, like, what was your favorite picture, it's usually, like, the ones that, like, where you can just blatantly see my face. Yeah. So here's what I don't like, or, like, an immediate, like, bleh. Yeah. Uh, mirror pictures, uh, any shirtless pictures that aren't at the beach, um, gym, anything related to gyms, mm-hmm. um, I, anyone that's wearing a mask. Okay, yeah. Duh. Because I'm gonna see you in the mask. I'd rather just see your face. Yeah. Um, and obviously any like prompts that are just one word yeah or just like not helpful oh that's another thing okay so there's a there's like a prompt that's like i'm overly competitive about Mm -hmm. uh you put everything and you're just in my head you're fucking stupid (laughs) although it's like who if you're a competitive person, like, who isn't competitive about everything? Like, who's just competitive at Monopoly, but not any other board game? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but it, I, I guess I understand where those people are coming from, but it's, like, if you had thought out this question, like, if you're a competitive person, like, okay, you're a competitive person, but, like, maybe go a step further and say, like, why you're competitive. Like, I'm competitive about everything because of blank. I feel like that'd be way better than just saying, you know, everything, period. That's too much self-reflection, Gilbert. I'm too competitive. <laughs> I'm too competitive because my father made me in my childhood. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe just including more things that are genuine on your profile. Or just, again, saying what you're specifically competitive about. I'm trying to, like, are you competitive about anything? Oh, yeah. I'm competitive about everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Like what? Uh, I don't know. Literally, I just hate... I hate losing. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, but that's a long story. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to get into it? I mean, we can. We mean a little bit, but there's something else I was going to say that I forgot. I usually do um, an intro for the guests. Okay. So I'm going to do yours now. Okay. Um, so Kayla, welcome to Between the Soup. It's the show where friends become closer friends. The show where Kayla has to put up you have to put up with my shit for about an hour um it's the show where i basically talk to people about experiences that are unique to them i'm not on twitter but you can follow the podcast instagram at between the soup dot pod where i'll post updates on episodes and behind the scenes content 
Uh, so I'm your host, Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> and today our guest is Kayla Shepard. Uh, Kayla and I worked together at the ASU Undergraduate Writing Center during college and became close friends ever since. She's graduated from ASU with a degree in English literature, but since ha has since found herself in LA working in the finance and entertainment industry. Uh, more specifically, she works as a production accountant for Titmouse, which specializes in animation for shows and movies, uh, the most notable of which is the series Big Mouth, currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, she loves tea, reading, movies, and giving me shit about literally anything whenever she can. <laughs> Kayla, welcome to Between the Two. Like I said, I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. Thrilled. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. This is my first podcast ever, so. Yeah, I mean, mine too. I haven't... Well, been featured on any and you've already done like three episodes of this though yeah i have never done any is my point but it, it's literally just us talking but and there's a microphone i know so there's pressure why there's just pressure because there's a microphone yeah and every because like literally everyone that's come in except for one person has said that like they fit they feel nervous coming in and sitting out in front of a mic and because it's like you're just overly conscious about like oh there's other people listening to this or what if i sound stupid or oh i'm not what? worried about that oh. <laughs> i well, could never like, there's like a <laughs> there's a spotlight on you but there's also not i just don't want to come off as performative so i'm gonna just pretend it's not here what do you what do you mean i don't know oh like, like you're, you're changing your yeah like, like i just want to be myself right um as I, if yeah this was a regular conversation between us and this wasn't here yeah i feel that way too so we've been friends for like five years then 2016 has it been right? only five years only i feel like it's been longer i don't know college seems like way way long time ago for me now I guess that's fair, but I feel I mean, that way too. We graduated four years ago already, which sucks to think about. It's been only four years? Oh, wait, yeah, it's been four years. It's been four years, yeah. So I could have gone to college again and gotten <laughs> I think about degree. that too. <laughs> or the fact that my high school 10-year reunion is in like yeah, three years. Same. I think we've talked about this before, but can you actually remind me like what made you want to major in English versus like anything else um so I originally started as a psych major mm -hmm. as everybody does mm -hmm. took one psych 101 class and I was like no thanks <laughs> um I wanted to be a school guidance counselor um because I was the first person in my family to go to college and I had no support at all like no one to help me about any financial aid nothing mm -hmm. and I thought it would be nice knowing what I know now like if I could help other people who didn't know like about FAFSA and applying to scholarships and stuff um but I the idea of going through four years of psych to get to that job wasn't worth it to me it was kind of like if I'm not going to enjoy the journey and I don't care about the destination so mm -hmm. much um so I changed my major four different times because <laughs> I, like, am so interested in everything. It wasn't, like, I don't know. There were so many majors to choose from, and they all yeah. seemed fun. Like, so I went to global studies. I had no idea what I was going to do with that, but it just seemed interesting. Yeah. Took a few classes. I don't, I don't even know what that means still. Is it global studies? It's kind of like... Um, it's like international affairs, like kind of politics-ish. You know, you're just learning about like, 
I basically learned about everything that was happening in international um, terrible, terrible things. It was actually really depressing. It was like all the sweatshop factories in uh, Rwanda, the genocide, and it was just really depressing. But um, it was informative, but Mm -hmm. I did that, took some classes like surrounding that, and then I thought I wanted to be an English teacher because I was like, it's kind of the same vein. I want to be in the school, Um, but... I eventually just landed on English because I have been reading since as long as I can remember. I love books. Um, It's my favorite activity. And I think because I've been reading for so long, I just was inherently like a decent writer. Um, So I kind of just went with something I was good at, I was comfortable in. Um, And yeah, I I don't regret it at all. So what did you sort of envision getting out of it? So... Like, you were just saying that, like, if you didn't enjoy the journey, like, you won't care about the destination. But obviously, with, with reading and books in English, that that is an enjoyable journey. Um, so what, I guess, at that point in time would be what you envisioned the destination looking like. I didn't have one. Um, I mean, that's not a very fun answer, but I, I just, like, didn't think about it at all. I was very much, like, I'm just having so much, not so much fun, not every class is fun. Mm-hmm. But I was just enjoying myself so much in college, it never even occurred to me to think about like what I would do after. I just was very much confident that whatever I decided, I would land on my feet. Um, I would be fine. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated is kind of when it all fell apart because I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but. Everything in my life is kind of just... It hap- sounds like you should have stayed as a psych major and had the same experience. I No, but I wouldn't have enjoyed the journey. Oh. At least I could say I enjoyed the journey of college because I went in English. Mm-hmm. Gilbert. But anyway, no, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I feel like... I feel like I didn't really even, like... I obviously did decide to do English, but it just felt like it happened. Like, it just was a natural, like... It's like I was doing the English teacher route, and I like the English part, but just not the teaching part. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, it just makes sense then. Maybe I'll just do English. Like, I've never really, like, just gone for something because it's like, this is what I want to do, and this is, like, where I see my future, and I have all these, like, career goals that I want to hit. Like, I, it, I've never made any decisions based off that kind of thinking, I guess. Hmm. It's very much just, like... As of right now, that sounds fun, so I'll do that. I That's, like, basically my whole life. It's the same... It's how I'm treating accounting as well. It's very much just, like, I'm enjoying it now, so I guess I'll just reevaluate when I'm not. Okay. That's really interesting. So, I mean, you probably had that thought while you were currently doing your, your English major, so... Like, what am I going to do when I graduate? Yeah. Realistically, what I thought I was going to do, I had an internship at a magazine publishing whatever, mm-hmm. um... And I just figured I would go a route in that direction because I didn't want to write books. I mm-hmm. Writing wasn't like my... I didn't love writing. I just really loved reading books. So I thought I was going to be like in publishing. Okay. But it's, <laughs> uh, they don't pay very well and you basically have to live in New York. And I was just... I didn't want to do that. Okay. And what do you... What was like sort of other people's perception of like you um, choosing this kind of major... Because I feel like most people, when, like, even if you're meeting them uh, in college or, like, just talking to people outside of it, and they're like, oh, so what are you majoring in? And you say English, that doesn't really, like, 
sit well with people for whatever reason, mostly because of the career prospects. So what, what do you think other people, or I guess what was other people's perception of that? And do you feel like that either positive or negative view from other people changed the way that you viewed it too? Um, that's a good question. I, luckily, um, I don't have a lot of like family pressure as far as like, you know, I didn't have any like parents expecting me to major in certain things or have a certain career or anything. So I didn't have a lot of like pushback when I decided to be an English major as far as like my personal life um, Mm -hmm. in that way. Uh, But people's reactions, like just strangers, it was always, um, I'd say I was majoring in English and then they'd ask, oh, you're going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I said no. And then they say, oh, what are you going to do or whatever? Um, and I always just said, I don't know. But like with smiling, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really ever get that reaction when I told people like I was going into psych because I think the goal that I originally had was like, yeah, I wanted to be a counselor. But I'll, when I told people that I was double majoring in, in crim criminology, I would get like one of two reactions either. Oh, do you want to be a cop? Or do you want to be a lawyer? And yeah, I always thought that that was just like a, an interesting dichotomy between the two. Like with who, whoever you're hanging out with, it, that answer varied completely. Yeah. But I... neither neither majors did I ever get like criticism or like, I guess maybe a little bit with psych because psych is the most popular major. But I didn't realize that until I was already in college. Like I didn't realize just how... I mean, the running joke is that a psych degree uh, is useless on its own, like the I mean, undergrad. Yeah, um, really but I is. didn't realize that until I got to college. Like, so that's mm-hmm. probably why most people don't flag it as like something to be like, "What are you gonna do with that?" Because it. Yeah, yeah, that's something you definitely don't realize until like you've kind of gone through it a little bit, or like know like okay, if I want to be a forensic psychologist, I need a PhD. If I want to go into clinical, I need a PhD. If I want to do any of this shit, I need a PhD. <laughs> and But people just pick it because it is like learning about humans and human behavior and why people do the things the way they do. Like Everybody can relate to that. Yeah. Like Everybody's learning about it as human and does this shit. So it's like, okay, I can learn a little bit more about myself is essentially... What I think is the the mindset behind picking that, even if you don't really explicitly think that you are going to be choosing a career out of it, and then you you go through it and you're like, oh shit! Like, if I if I'm not hardcore wanting a career, then this degree was kind of useless. Yeah, um, I mean, my degree full stop was useless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything related to my degree. You you came out of of college. You realize, okay, well, my, I can't do shit with the English degree. Mm-hmm. Um, what, okay, just before I get into this, what what do you think that sort of degree would even be built for if you're picking a, a career? So, so like, that, if I really wanted to pursue something using my degree, like, yeah, what can yeah. I... Yeah, so uh, you're just thinking, like, okay, I want a specific job that's related to English, so I need an English degree in order to get to that job. What would that job be? Like, um... Anything, again, anything in publishing, but mm-hmm. honestly, it's it's pretty similar to psych, where most people that are, like, passionate about English and want to take it further go for their PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically, the publishing industry, PhD, school, like, teaching, that's kind of all. Marketing is actually really a big, like, copywriting and stuff. Mm. Um, 
and a lot there was a strange amount of like lawyers soon to be lawyers that were English majors because it's like L the LSAT is like all mm-hmm. reading and writing basically and so a lot more people can have an easier time with the LSAT if they have an English degree okay yeah so going back to my original question uh you graduate from college think okay English major shit what the fuck am I gonna do how did you get into finance like what you're doing now like I'm gonna assume your grandmother but like how did that conversation go what was like sort of the tipping point in you like being like okay yeah and that, that seems like the right decision uh so I graduated in May, and then I moved to California the day after graduation because I was like, peace out, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I wasn't really thinking like, oh, I want to work in finance or my grandma has a particularly interesting job. It was mostly just like, it seemed like you can't get jobs unless you have experience. Mm-hmm. And so I was yeah, like, well, yeah, 100%. yeah. Um, <laughs> like even entry level jobs you can't get without some experience. And my internship was like purely like editorial magazine. Like I didn't have any like just office experience mm-hmm. um or corporate experience so um and my grandma's assistant she had was like <laughs> i don't even know how to explain this she was going through like a weird amount of like drama like crazy would have just like random sicknesses and like i think at one point like oh no she got shot later on she's alive and she's fine but she just had a lot of drama following her um, so she would be yeah bullets sound pretty dramatic yeah so she would be gone a lot and so they couldn't fire her because she would always have like doctor's notes and stuff but they my grandma needed someone to like whatever so I would just come in like a couple days a week and just like help her out or whatever um not full-time or anything because I needed a break from college I didn't want to just like jump in because I was so burnt out. And also, mm-hmm. I had a month-long Europe trip planned, so it's not like I could be like, let me start this job and then goodbye for four weeks. Yeah. So um, I kind of just did that for a little bit. But then when I got back from Europe, it was kind of like, okay, I really need to, like, I needed money, and also I needed experience. My grandma, they ended up being able to fire that lady finally. Um, so a position was open. So it kind of just was, like, good timing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah i just started working there and i told myself i'd only work there two years and then i'd find another career outside of accounting and then here we are so you were doing accounting stuff that entire time or did you start out as like administrative i was doing accounting like right away um my grandma weirdly i always say my degree is useless but she's like i normally don't hire people that have college degrees not intentionally it just those are the people that apply it's not a requirement i guess Mm -hmm. And she says that I was able to, she's like, I've noticed you took to the work way easier than people who don't have college degrees, despite mm-hmm. not having like an accounting specific degree. Mm-hmm. So I guess there is some. So what, it was easy for you to pick up on the stuff that you needed to learn? This is the re- like, accounting is boring. And I talk a lot of shit about it, but like, I have never taken to something so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very good at it. I know what I'm doing. And so... I'm, I don't know why, I'm genetics, that's my credit. <laughs> <laughs> the finance genetic? Because my great-grandma, she was in finance yeah, too. Yeah, it runs in the family. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think we're all just very organized people in general, mm-hmm. um, and that's like all accounting is really. But okay. um, no, I feel very in my element in accounting, so it just made sense to continue staying in that. Mm-hmm. 
do you do you feel like um, coming from an English major and then moving into something like this, or do you feel like there's any sort of like skills or like um, I guess attributes that are similar to learning about English or doing English work that carried over into learning about accounting or like the stuff that you do um, even today? Kind of, yeah. I mean, this doesn't sound so basic, but I read so much. I mean, obviously I did. I had it as an English major, but it's like I read like I had to read. So you're trying to, okay, you're, you're reading all the stuff. You're trying to decipher what's like the content of it is. And so yeah. you're. And, you know, taking what I read and um, making it uh, accessible to anyone who's reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, accounting is kind of the same thing. It's just numbers. It's like I'm taking information and making it in a way that anyone can read it and know exactly what's happening within the company. So in, in that way, yes, it's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's numbers and stuff. You, you should be a data analyst. I actually thought, also, of, thought about it. Yeah, it's just storytelling but with numbers and visualizations. Because I thought I would be good at it, but um, I I don't want to go back to school of any kind. Um, <laughs> I just really don't. I sh- like I should even be going back to school for accounting, and I'm just like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a fan of debt, <laughs> like most individuals. I was lucky I didn't have student loans, and I don't want to. I'm... That's like actually the one part of my job that I would be interested to learn more of. Um, not my job specifically, but like I work at an animation company and mm-hmm. that's what they do is edit. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'd be interested in maybe you that's should. who I should. I think, I think animation is fascinating. It is. I mean, I've learned so much about the animation process just like tangently being like, hey, I'm here too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so that's a good, that's a pretty good segue. Um, because we pretty much talked about like your entry into the finance industry, so why, when you decided to move on from your from your grandma's company, like why, why was working for Tit House like alluring to you, like especially because at that time, if I recall correctly, you were living like an hour and a half away from where you were going to be working. Mm-hmm. So why why in your head was like okay, I'm gonna, I want to be at this company because why? is it is it because it's cool. Uh, it has good benefits because it's an hour and a half away and I have to go there every day. Yeah, so. and to be fair, it's an hour and a half without traffic. It's two and a half hours oh. with <laughs> oh my traffic. God. Um, so uh, when I left my grandma's company or when I was planning on leaving it, um, I actually wasn't even applying to accounting jobs. I was mm. applying to executive assistant. And every time I would interview for it, though, I'd be like, oh, that sounds terrible having to do... I never, I don't know, I just didn't want to make, like, travel plans and answer phones for people. Mm -hmm. It sounded like my nightmare, (laughs) despite kind of doing that for the writing center, like, for however long. Yeah. But, um... basically what I did for my first job. Yeah, I just, it didn't feel right. And so, uh, I then, like, moved on to accounting clerk positions, and Titmouse came up. The reason I applied is because the job duties and descriptions were almost identical to what I was doing at my current job. Mm-hmm. 
um, which made me feel confident that I can like go in and interview and know what I'm talking about. But the reason I, I guess I decided to go with the route of Titmouse and Los Angeles in general is like, again, I really like accounting and I'm good at it, but it is not a very exciting job. And I kind of felt like if I wasn't going to have something that was particularly like fun to talk about at parties or like, yeah, or fulfilling in that kind of way, then Mm -hmm. I should do it at a something where it's like the the product that I'm working on is cool or the Mm -hmm. content or whatever. Um, and I loved Big Mouth, so, um, it was, like, super exciting knowing that I was, like, applying to a place where they made something like Big Mouth. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a good point that you bring up, too, because, like, a lot of people, myself included, um, like to have a job to talk about that they're proud of. Yeah. And, or, or make it sound cooler than it actually is. Yeah, I mean, when I tell people I work on, like, even when I say, like, accounting on, like, television shows, it's just, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, even though... And, and then you, you hit him with the, yeah, I work in, in Hollywood. Yeah, I work in Hollywood on television shows. Actually, I did do that. I went to a, a f- like, a high school friend's wedding, mm-hmm. and it was just all people from my very small hometown, and most of the people from my hometown kind of, like, just not necessarily stayed in the hometown, but stayed in Arizona and have, like... They're teachers and nurses and, you know, all very respectable jobs. But I was like, this is my one chance to kind of flex <laughs> a little bit because it, on paper, it does sound very exciting mm-hmm. despite, again, being an accountant firm. It's not like yeah. I'm animating on these TV shows. But. Yeah, that's that's honestly how I felt about telling people that uh, I was in the Marine Corps. Because, one, most people don't, like, suspect that of me at all. <laughs> but when I, when I say that, there's just, like, because I don't really advertise it either. So when I say it to people, they're just like, what? And like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're kind of like... Yeah, it's whatever. You got your puffed up feathers, it's, like, it's oh, yeah, I know. It was That's, easy. It was It cool. wasn't easy, but... <laughs> yeah. And I feel really thankful because um, getting in the inter- entertainment industry, any job is not particularly easy. Oh, so. yeah, not at all. So what what are some of, like, the, the challenges that you um, face in that job, whether that be, like, in the technical sense, like, what your day-to-day is, or anything else like people like conflicts with people or stuff like that i mean it seems like honestly like your biggest challenge is just yourself yeah it's just me (laughs) accepting you know what it is like i guess i just when i was going into college and when i was younger i expected my life to be a certain way and then now it's just like completely different and it's not bad but it's just me reconciling with that Mm -hmm. but um as far as like challenges in my job mm, i don't get a lot of like conflicts with people because I don't talk with enough people to have conflicts it's very much just like well for me it's not a very exciting answer but um we need funding for all of these shows like we're not paying for the shows studios are paying us to animate for them Mm -hmm. and so I am almost near constantly having to like email studios like hey remember this money (laughs) you gotta send it to us so it's like I'm kind of uncomfortable doing that because who wants to like yeah beg for money but it's like what they owe us and it's like you don't want to upset studios like it's like big studios like Netflix and Disney and stuff so it's I don't know it's like a weird that's like the challenge I'm experiencing now is like realizing I'm in like an adult job like I'm not (laughs) 
I feel like a, like, I was telling my grandma, I was like, I feel like a baby wearing, like, a business suit. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God, I, I have, like, a big girl job with, like, a briefcase or whatever. Because before, I was just always an assistant. And the people I was assisting yeah. would do the real big that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of just my biggest challenge is yeah. dealing with that. <laughs> I think it's just something that a lot of people yeah. our age I experience mean, of imposter syndrome. It, yeah, I was going like, to say that. Yeah, like, I'm... I thought, so I never said I had, like, career goals, but I had, like, a vague, like, I want to be a production accountant, because mm-hmm. it was, like, that's the next step after being an assistant, mm-hmm. and... And now you're here. I expected that to happen when I was, like, 30 oh. or something, <laughs> and so when they gave it to me now, I'm just like, ah, I wasn't prepared for yeah. this, as if you can prepare for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think just with time, I'll feel better, but right now, I'm just like... I'm questioning everything I do because it's like I don't want to make any mistakes, but I'm happy. Cool, yeah. Um, and working for Titmouse sounds like you said uh, a cool gig, especially with all these cool people, and you're working on um, like known TV shows and other projects that I probably can't mention on here. How has working um, within the entertainment animation industry sort of changed your view on like how you? You see it like animated movies or just movies in general movies in general yes animation not so much um mostly because i don't watch animation okay like all the shows that i've worked on i have not seen yet mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> this is tragic um because i really should uh but it's as far as just like now I, like, sit and watch all the movie credits and just, like, look at all the jobs and, like, now I know what those jobs are and what they do okay. and, like, so it's, it's, like, I know what goes into making a movie and now I even know how much, like, it costs and where those costs go and so I'm kind of always thinking of that in the background of, like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder how much it costs for them to do that one thing on this, mm-hmm. whatever. So. Do you think that enhances or detracts from like a movie watching experience um neither i i mean i think i still feel the same way um it's actually you know what that's not true i think it adds to the experience because it makes it i don't know it just makes it more like i don't know how to explain it like when you know when you're a kid and you're watching your movie and you're just like oh my god how did they do this and there's like kind of a magic around it Mm -hmm. Even knowing how it does work, it's still I still get that magic because it's like I know the answer now. Um, <laughs> I mean, not always. There's I don't know everything, but yeah. um, the general stuff. That's cool. Uh, and do you also think like this also might be a stretch of a question, but do you, do you feel like this impacts when you're reading too? So like if you're if you're reading something, you're picturing it in your head. Do you feel I guess that experience of being exposed to sort of the background of the movie industry like affects like how you're perceiving the or imagining what's going on when you're reading like a book Mm. if that makes sense yeah i i don't think so um no i don't think um knowing like how movies are made has affected my reading i think getting my degree in english has fully like affected my reading in the negative actually uh can you can you go into that a little bit yeah um i mean when you have to dissect every single thing you're reading for however long i was doing three Uh years it's not a habit that i can break 
I dissected so many things that now I can't un I can't unlearn that. So I'll be reading for pleasure, and I'm like, well, the plot line of this is not very great. The characterization of this isn't whatever, and so it's mm. like, God, I just want to enjoy this. I was thinking about that with. Um, I forget if it was with books or with movies. Probably both. Like, because there, there does get to a point where, like, you might overanalyze something. Just be like, oh, that door is red. That means that symbolizes yeah. that this person's love for them or this person's yeah. hate or even both. Maybe that's what the author's intent was to, or director's intent or whatever, to get the audience thinking about that. And, like, sometimes it's like, no, the, the door is fucking red. It's just right because it looks nice. Yeah. Um, actually, my next, like, I guess what's next is um, trying sobriety and figuring out a way to exist in that space. Like, existing in a society that is so alcohol-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my social life has always surrounded it. And kind of, that's why I wanted to go mini-golfing because it's like I'm trying to figure out things to do that are, like, not necessarily yeah. dependent on alcohol. Wow, so. yeah, that's a fantastic answer. Um, oh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I because I, I completely agree, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that. Question wasn't really like specifically. Where aimed... do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't aimed at just your career. Like you, I'm glad that you interpreted it in that way. Uh, but I also just completely agree because I struggle to find things to do with other people that aren't sort of surrounded by alcohol because like if you go see a friend like at for dinner or lunch or maybe not lunch (laughs) (laughs) but there's usually drinks involved or you're hanging out with friends on the weekend like you like you can complement pretty much any activity with a drink you watch a movie have some drinks play video games have some drinks you can hang out by the pool, have some drinks, or just talk and drink. Anyway, my point being, in my off hour hours, I, like, have been researching things in Los Angeles to do that aren't, like, bar-specific, so that's kind of where I've been Mini spending golf. my time. Mini golf. I mean, yeah. Disc just golf. Bowling. Bowling. But there's also, like, L.A.-specific things to, like, do mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think, I think when I was trying to figure out what was the right, or maybe not the right answer, but just something else to do that doesn't involve drinking most of it like revolved around sports or something like physical which is cool but it's also really hard to like find um other people that would want to do that with you too which actually my friends have been pretty down to some of those things i've suggested um and to be fair i don't mind going to bars either sober i've never had a problem with that so I can do both. <laughs> I just don't want it to always be that, I guess. Yeah. That's my point. Um, with, the, with the sports thing, though, it's, like, it's harder to make that decision, especially if you're making it, like, kind of a, like, a team sport. Like, oh, hey, you want to go play even 3v3 basketball or soccer or whatever? Like, you still have to coordinate to get those three people. And doing that, that action in itself is more difficult than just being, like, hey come over and let's drink yeah i agree i mean just researching that stuff was exhausting it's mm-hmm. like god now i have to invite people to do it and yeah. find time and yeah and go, um, go through all the logistics when you have the easy choice of just being like hey let's chill yeah and you can bring a case or whatever and also i never want to make anyone like feel particularly bad if they do decide to drink it's well within their own yeah. right and everyone's personal choice so yeah 
I don't have a problem with other people drinking either. It's like to the point where they're sort of forcing that on you or what like pressuring you to drink as much as they are. Even if, oh. you, if, even if you explicitly say like, yeah, I don't want to, like if there's not sort of that respect there between you and the people that you're with where like they can sort of recognize, okay, they're not drinking, that's fine. Then that's, that's not okay. I do get a lot of pushback for it. Yeah. So. I bet you should. And that's, that's shitty that that has to be a thing. It's just strange. I, I've never really understood it. It's like, and people, I don't know, people are so hardcore about, like, alcohol specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because, again, it's just what we talked about, such an ingrained thing of our society. But it's like, if I say I don't want to do heroin, it's like, of course. But I don't know, I say I don't want to drink, and it t- I turn into, like... Yeah, you're, like, the villain. Yeah. You're the unfun girl. Yes. Actually, my high school friends stopped hanging out with me my senior year because I stopped drinking. And they didn't want me to judge them when they were getting drunk at parties mm. you almost need an excuse you have to almost like yeah. have some a reason to tell people like why you're not drinking besides oh i just don't want to drink like that's not an acceptable mm-hmm. answer for the longest time i used to just say well, i'm on my medication so i can't even though there was no yeah i could have definitely yeah, you, could, you could just say like any sort of bullshit and like people <laughs> like as, as long as there's some sort of excuse tied with it people will be like okay but if you, if you just uh, like no i don't want to then people are just like yeah you don't want to like why that's not what i'm talking about their strange woman it's it's weird I, again it goes back to what we we're talking about of just like projecting their own mm-hmm. what i'm assuming is insecurities about their own drinking maybe because um, i have plenty of friends who don't give it a second thought when i say i don't want to drink yeah Super interesting. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that was, that was fun. That was good. Yeah. That's the end of our... Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't really have like an... You uh, don't have like an outro? Like... I do, but it's... Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Between the Soup. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, you can reach out to betweenthesoup.pod on Instagram to let me know what your thoughts were on the discussion. If you didn't like it, you should definitely let me know what your thoughts were so that way I can improve the show. Uh, thanks again so much. Uh, it means a lot that you're tuning in.